It's about drive, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Welcome to the Action Takers Podcast. I am your co-host, Nate. We got JC here with us as always. JC, how is it going? Dude, it's uh I'm I love the California weather, man. It's uh it's been a good trip here in the beautiful sunshine shade. It's uh I know we don't talk about the weather very often, but I will say I'm I'm Dude, this is some dry heat. I can promise you that. This this southern boy from Georgia now. It's uh I'm not used to this type of weather, but dude, I'm I'm doing I'm doing solid. I you know, I, I told a, a, a customer service agent earlier today, they asked me, How you doing today? And I'm like, Well, I'm calling you, so I'm like a two, but in life I'm feeling like a fucking nine and a half. And they're like, You have one hell of a positive outlook on these things, and I'm like, dude, it it's like the only, it's like the one thing that you absolutely have 100% control of is your like just attitude kind of towards the world and the energy you put out in the world. And so overall, dude, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing solid, man. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful time of the year. That's for damn sure. It is. It is fucking, it's hot, but not too hot yet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the sun's out late. It, it is like getting into one of my favorite times of the year. I just, I love the summertime. Freaking, it's daylight most of the day, it seems like. You know, it's the sun's out late. You can freaking do stuff uh, late in the day um, with it being bright outside. And I, I don't know. I just love the heat. Um, uh, yeah, it's just all around good. Uh, I'm fired up for our podcast uh, for, you know, what the reasons that whatever they are. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just in a good mood. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm just ready to get in, get into it today. Dude, it, but isn't it isn't it shocking that you like your own like decision to be in a good mood is totally up to you? Like any like I know like outside things you know can wear on you and it can fucking drive you nuts. Like today I went and me and my wife went and uh, we hit, we hit driving range balls. Okay, it's something that her and I do when we don't really want to talk to each other. We want to be near each other, but we just want to get out some aggression. I just, dude, it's like. It's, it's weird, like, how much control you have of, like, just the overall happiness of your life. And, I mean, you're describing a trip that I want to go on here shortly. And it's, you know, it's something that, you know, you have complete control of, like, just getting fired up and being excited about life. And I think I think we all need a little, you know, refresher on that course. You know, every once in a while to kind of, you know, reset and, and really focus on the things that are actually important. We do, uh, being, you know, being grateful or, or, you know, expressing gratitude or just some things that you can just do daily, whether it's for a couple minutes, um, and, and just really reflect and, and you are, you really are in control of your happiness, your attitude, your outlook. I, I, I mean, you really choose to either be negative or positive and, and don't get me wrong. We all have negative things that happen. We all have our moods we get in. We all have those things, but we if you just take a little inventory of, of what's, you know, what you got going on and, and just flip it real quick, like, fuck, you got healthy kids, you got, you know, family, you got, you know, um, income, you got, if you want to, you know, reflect on certain things that you have, um, it, it is really easy to just freaking be in a good mood and, um, and just be grateful. And I, I try, I haven't really been doing it recently, but I mean, yeah, I used to spend just a couple a couple minutes every day, just either right when I wake up or sometime in the morning, and just kind of, just e- even if they're silly things, just say, "Hey, I'm thankful for this." Thank you know, thankful for that, and just saying it, you know, to just put yourself in in that mindset, just to express it, and and really just to really think about it, like, dang, 
uh, yeah, maybe I want to be in a better place. Maybe I wish I was making this income or had these things, but just to appreciate what you have, I think will really help or does really help to, you know, get towards goals. And, and when you do hit those other things, you know, you, you really be appreciative of, of them. Well, and it, dude, it's so, when, when we were, tra- when we were traveling Southeast Asia, it was so easy to be pretty, pretty happy, like all the time, because it, you just, you looked out your door, you know, you looked out your window and realized that you're in a particular country where you are, you know, essentially royalty. And it came, you know, it came down to the simplest thing is just being in the, being born in the right country. And I get back to California and I've been here for a couple weeks now and Dude, it, there's some things that, that just make life frustrating. It's, and it's usually common sense things that you literally have no control over. And I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you a short story. I'm standing there and I'm at like one of the big popular grocery stores. And I think, I think it's Safeway here on the, on the West Coast. For us in Georgia, it would be like a Publix or a, you know, a, an Ingalls or one of those. But I, I think I was at a Safeway and um, I decided for like Mother's Day, I was going to get some things, you know, for, for the, for the mom in my life. And, uh, I go to the self checkout line and I'm trying to process my order. Like it in Georgia and the rest of the world, like it's pretty simple. Like you, you put your things on the counter, you scan them and then you put them in the bag and then you pay for them and you leave the store. And sure enough, I had a bottle of champagne and I scanned it, put it in the bag, you know, ready to go. And this lady walks over and goes, you know, you're committing a crime. And I'm like, ma'am, I've been in law enforcement for 10 years in this beautiful state. I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't think you're in a position where you should be accusing me of anything. She's like, well, is that alcohol? And I'm like, the champagne? Uh, Last time I checked, I think there's booze in it. She goes, well, state of California, you are not allowed. And it is against the law to go through self-checkout with alcohol and i'm like well in georgia you can't buy fucking alcohol on sunday anyway so what are you what are you talking about like what what do you want me to do like do you want me to return it do you want me to put it back what do i need to get in a different line and it was just it was one of those things that like i could go down two different paths i could go down frustrated angry conservative from the state of georgia and just be bitching and moaning or i just put a smile on my face and just go okay whatever like Good thing I wasn't trying to steal it. You probably let me go because you let it go, you know, all the homeless people like stealing your <laughs> shit. Like, at least I'm here to pay for it. And she cracked up. She goes, oh, you're from Georgia. Oh, cool. Like in Texas, you're not even allowed to touch your groceries. And I, I'm like, I know. Like, we have these guys and gals who are bag people who just, they, 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 they bag up your shit and carry it out to your car and put it in your car. And you say, have a nice day. And they smile and wave. And she's like, holy, sh- oh, you're from Georgia. And it just... It was it was an opportunity where it could have gone you know high into the right. Could have I could have pulled a Karen or a Ken and fucking you know been a TikTok you know Instagram you know highlight reel that that might have gone viral. Or I could have just not been a dick and just you know just went about my day and tried to make the best of that particular situation. Because there are times when things get frustrating, times when things don't make sense, especially from someone. Who has not been in this state for very long? For example, I went to another. I went to a gas station, right? I I go in to buy to try and buy some wintergreen nicotine. Okay, nicotine is not. It's it's addictive, but it's not harmful. It doesn't cause cancer. And the guy at the gas station is like, "Oh, you're not from here." And I'm like, "Well, clearly, if you're making that statement, you see my ID. It's Georgia. Like, what are we talking about?" He goes, "Oh, they don't sell that stuff anymore." And I'm like, 
well, where can I get it? They're like, not in California. And I'm like, oh my God, what do you, is it against the law? And they're like, oh yeah, last year they passed this law where, you know, any flavored tobacco nicotine products are against the law. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, give me the freaking flavorless one and uh, I'll be on my day. And it just, dude, it's, I've had a couple incidences, you know, in this, in this trip back with family and friends. And it's like, dude, it's so easy to go down that, that negative road just based on the circumstances that are, that are around you. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, at the time though, too, at least how I feel about the self-checkout is just, it's, it's a, uh, you know, they, you have to almost go through self-checkout. <laughs> yes. I, I, I freaking go to the grocery store here and at, at early time, I'm talking like maybe I forget what time it was one time. It was like seven o'clock. They had no registers open, only self-checkout. Like <laughs> what, 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 what is it? Like, and, and I'm a big proponent of not self-checkout. Uh, because you know, I, that is, uh, you know, taken away from jobs, from people, you know, being cashiers and, and people bagging. So, you know, like I, I just, I just believe in it. I'm weird. I just, I hate self-checkout. I do all that I can. I will wait in a fucking line unless I'm in an absolute hurry. I'm going to be late to work or late time, but I will fucking wait in the line. I don't mind to fucking go through the register to make a point. And, and there's always a line because people just don't want to do self-checkout. And these places are trying to force you to do it, uh, especially here in, in California. I don't know how it is in Georgia, the grocery stores there, but it's just one of those things that it, it's for one, you know, it just takes away from that human element. Uh, it, it diminishes a customer service that you get, especially at these, at the safe, at these fancier grocery stores. Like that's the whole point. They charge you way more than going to the Walmart grocery store or whatever the, the low price one is. And then they can't even have checkers anymore. It's like, wh- why am I paying this extra money? Like the whole point, of those places exist to have the customer service and the experience, right? It's nicer. It's a stuff. That's why you're paying freaking twice as much for a loaf of bread or, or milk or whatever it is there to have the experience. But when they take it away, but like, Oh, now you got to check out your own version. Well, what's the whole point of me paying all this extra money then? So it, it's, but you're right. You know what? You can just be negative about it, but, or make a positive situation um, out of that. And then this state as it is, is, is a clown world state of, of that. Like, that like that's gonna make a difference. Uh, there's no flavored tobacco or or, or whatever, and, that, and that's gonna cause everyone to stop. Just like how they fucking have taxed the hell out of cigarettes and twelve pu- twelve bucks a, a pack or whatever it costs. I don't I don't use any nicotine products. I don't know, but it's just it's ridiculously expensive. Just the whole point of getting people to stop, and people are still gonna do it. You know, just like anything, if they want to do it, they're gonna do it, and they'll find a way. They'll pay the money, whatever. Um, so <laughs> Dude, it's it, just it's I, ridiculous. I, it just cracked me up because it created it like, and sure enough, like I, I went to one of our local homecomings uh, this last weekend and I was just kind of cracking up and I was kind of telling my stories and stuff and they're like, oh yeah, dude, it's, we, we take a, you know, once a, once a month we head to Nevada and I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, we go and drive and go buy this shit Ill- essentially in Nevada where it's legal and then drive, drive back to, you know, California and, uh, you know, we use our products and I'm like, dude, all, all California did was create another black market freaking opportunity for someone to just, r- I mean, they're essentially just going to get it there tax free and then coming back and just raising the prices a little bit and freaking selling the same shit. And it's like, good God, like what, what did you think was going to happen? You can have flavored weed. You can have, fl- and I was, I just, I was standing there at the counter and I was like, this like the common sense element of California just cracks me up because the dude selling the tobacco who can't sell flavored tobaccos, but sure enough has a bottle of cherry vanilla vodka. And I'm like, 
what are we doing? Like, what do you, what do we, where, where did the common sense go? Like, we're feeding the homeless, but taking away jobs, and you're not even allowed to go, at the self checkout thing. Oh my god, it drives me crazy. I agree with you. It, it fires, it, it fires me up. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I have no fucking control over that. So why am I getting fired up? Like, it's not my policy. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I want to. If I don't want to live in this state and live under this, you know, this communist rule. I, I can leave, and sure enough, I'm going to. It's, uh, it's. I'm, I'm excited to get back. It, and you're right. We, we, uh, me or anyone else can't complain about it because we do have. There's nothing holding us back from moving to a different state, and then you don't have to deal with it. Um, but it, it, at the same time, so you know, so many people from California. I saw this thing, and someone posted that Texas is going to be the next California uh, because so many people from California just moved there to get away from the California policies, but then they start <laughs> enacting the same policies there. So yeah. basically it's just going to turn into a, you know, uh, another, a mini California or whatever, not, not mini to Texas is big, but just another version of it. That's, and that's the scary part, dude. It's, it's absolutely. Cause I do, I've been to parts of Texas where it is, it's crazy liberal. And it's like, dude, what do we like? It looks like the streets of San Francisco. And I'm like, it people in Texas who've, born and raised there and proud to be Texans. I can't, I can't even imagine. Cause it, we're like, we're kind of running out of States. Like even like when we moved to Georgia, like our neighbors were like, all right, we need to sit you down. Like, listen, we don't want that crazy shit here. Okay. Like we don't want those, like, do not call the cops for dumb shit. Okay. Like we use common sense here and it, and it works. And it's something that I think it's, you know, I think people need to to recognize that, you know, in the things that you can control and the things that you have the ability to, you know, affect change either at the polls or just in your society, you know, in your small community, you have the ability to, to affect change and you're able to do some things that, you know, can, can, can improve the situation and not start taking away and start implementing laws that just, they don't make any sense. Yeah. And I think that we, we, forget or don't even I don't, I don't know what the what the right you know word is or, or but like people just don't they don't even take it to that level like that realize that we can have an effect in the community in, in our neighborhood in the town we live in with the school like there there is things whether it's voting whether it's just being active you know in in your kid's school in the community or whatever it is that we can really affect the change of it and be like no we're not going to tolerate this and and do things about it, but everyone looks at it at such a, um, you know, nationwide level and stuff. Just like, look, let's just let's just worry about our community. Or let's just get our community like squared away and, and right, and then it, it you know kind of have a positive effect through the whole state or through the county or, or whatever. But yeah, it is one of those things that we we definitely overlook and like, hey, let's just look in our own backyard and and make that great, and then you know help our neighbors and then help the street and you know just and, and branch out from there. Well, I think it's I think it's one of those things that uh, dude, it's it's really easy. It's really easy to go. It ain't my problem. Nah, that's not my problem. Like, oh, they'll figure it out. And it's like, dude, like it's it eventually is going to come to your doorstep. Like, you know, you you keep voting for shit that like isn't is not ethically good for your community. It's it's a soon going to be ending up, you know, at your front doorstep. It cracks me up because I. We, you know, we've traveled a little bit around California and it just seems like there's certain communities that embrace the, uh, you know, the craziness and they are willing to like, you know, do all these weird things. And then all of a sudden they're, 
they're bitching about all these problems. And you're like, then you look at a city that's like less than five miles away and you realize they don't have any of those problems because they, they've effectively joined as a community and go, we're not putting up with that shit. And it just, dude, it cracks me up because I, I've seen, you know, some really cool communities, really cool towns that just kind of went, went down the drain fast because it can happen fast. It's like a cancer. I mean, and it can be a cancer in your life. It's, it, it always, it always cracks me up when, you know, the five people that you hang, you're, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. And I think that's a, I think that's really true. And I think that's, I think that's really true for even just your neighbors and your community and your, your street that you live on or the, the freaking condo, you know, building you, you live in. Like, I think, it ha- I think that has a, a real effect and, and a real, a reflection on who you are as a person. And I know you can't control every situation, but at the same time, it's like, I want to, I want to go into these communities and be like, listen, fuckers, like this ain't working. Like I'm leaving. Like this isn't good. <laughs> It just, I don't know. Like, there's good examples out there. Like, this is how a state should be run. And you look at other states like Oregon or Washington or California or, you know, New York or parts of Texas or parts of Florida or even parts of Georgia. And it's just, it's scary and it's really nerve wracking. And it, it always cracks me up because we, we've heard a lot of, a lot of noise this last week about, oh my God, you guys are crazy for traveling the world. It must be so dangerous. And I'm like, well, if you have drugs in Bali, they like chop your hand off and send you to prison for 30 years. Like it's pretty simple. Like there's no tolerance. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you commit a theft, like you're going to prison. So you probably shouldn't do those things. And it just, you know, it just seems as a society here in the United States, at least the punishment needs to be fucking more severe. It doesn't need to be more relaxed to say the least. Yeah. I mean, it's the, uh, I don't. I don't remember where. Where I don't know if it was, I was at Sac State or probably probably was there. But where they're talking about it of of why people do things, right? Like if if you knew if you knew the punishment for speeding was they would literally right there on the side of the road shoot you, execute you if you got caught speeding. No one would ever speed, right? Like you, there would be that no one would ever speed. Everyone drive the speed limit because you you would know. So it, it's it's. Basically, you know, people, obviously the people are going to commit crime, just, just like, I mean, in the state, you know, people do freaking heinous crimes and they're out back on the street within 24 hours because of the governor and, and the things they, the laws they've enacted. So there is no punishment. That's why crimes, uh, theft, you know, it's all over, you know, viral all over TV and, and the internet and, and social media of People going into San Francisco stores, whether it's a CVS or a, a retail store, and just stealing stuff and walking out, and, and there's no punishment. You know, there's no punishment for these people, um, or like I said, or even even worse crimes of that that involve hurting other people, whatever they they may be, and and that's why it's it's just so rampant. It's because there is no punishment. These people don't, you know, they don't fear the the punishment. You know, oh, they get they go to jail. They go to prison, but they're going to be out early. You know, if that's the whole, that's what keeps society in order, right? Is is that fear of punishment, the fear of getting in trouble? Uh, when these people don't fear it, I mean, there just keeps happening, and and I don't know why it's so hard to understand. Um, you know, with the liberal policies that are out there, and and people that and people that vote for it and believe in it, like oh, those poor people. No, what about the victims, right? Like people that have to deal with 
getting their stuff stolen, businesses having to close down because they can't, you know, deal with the amount of, you know, property they're losing. They can't stay in business. Well, I, I can I can tell you right now, it's I hate to I hate to say it, Nate, but I think it's I think it's I think it's it's big tech, it's big business, it's it's capitalists, you know, uh at the at the nature of it the these things that are going on and especially in our country, you look at it and the the rich are only getting richer. And you look at like cities like great cities. I'm I'm talking about world class cities that, that you know, men built, you know, with their with their hard work. Dude, it, it's being torn down and it's and it's weird to see the destruction of and, and the enabling of societies. And the only thing that I can really come up with is I think we're in I think we're in a time where we're we're enabling people so much that they have no way of actually getting out of that particular situation. If you're in if you're in Portland, Oregon and you're homeless, you get three meals a day, you get a fucking you get free accommodations, you can live in your tent for free, and you can smoke as much meth as you want, and you're taken care of. If you look at a wealthy person, like a super wealthy person, they get three meals a day and they can do whatever the fuck they want. They're well taken care of. And I think I think that relationship between the the super poor and the super wealthy is very, very close, closer than we would like to see. But I think I think at some point in time, and I'm going I know I'm going down the conspiracy route here, but I think it's a way to control society. Because how the fuck do you get out of that? How do you get out of like a position where you're like, I want to change my life when life is so fucking easy? Like if I told a Balinese woman, "Hey, I'm gonna provide you three meals a day, a place to live, um, except you're never gonna get rich. You're never gonna you're never gonna do anything with your life. All you can do is produce children. You can smoke crack, okay, and you can hang out at the beach every day. What is the incentive? What is the incentive to go fucking even any further in life when when the ultimate goal is to essentially turn around and do exactly that? And it just I think it's society. And I think it's the, I, I don't want to be, you know, elitist or whatever, but I think it's that top percent that's going, this is how we control people. This is how we keep control. And it scares the absolute fuck out of me. Yeah. I mean, if that that's how essentially, you know, people stay in power uh, with voting, right? Because who's not going to want to vote for having, um, you know, their, their homes paid for, food paid for. Um, you know, having all these free things and it's, it's, it's definitely a way to keep people down or keep people at a certain level. Um, and they just, I don't know what you, you know, cause they're incentive people are incentivized not to work, which is why we have the issue of people still, uh, here in 2023, three years past COVID or how, you know, like people still don't work. You go to every single restaurant. We've talked about this, every single store you go to. It just also all says, you know, be kind. We're shorthanded. Everyone's just shorthanded because no one wants to work. Um, and it's it's that, and the reason being is just what you just said. People are incentivized to not work, to just live off the government, live off society. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not even it's anywhere here in California. Uh, you go to any city, there's tent cities. There's they're not bothered. They're they got all their stuff. You know. 
they can go steal everything and, and use it. And there's no punishment, and they can just live on the side, live wherever they want. Like literally, they go to a park, they go under a bridge, they get, like anywhere. They can go anywhere and just decide, hey, I'm gonna live here, and and just it. And it, people put up with it. And and ten years ago, probably even you know, fifteen years ago, I don't know when I was a kid, you know, twenty years ago. I don't, it, it, the, that wasn't a thing that people put up with. And I don't know how over time, over the last two decades, from the early 2000s to now, or when it exactly started, that people just started putting up with this. It used to be a thing no one would put up with that. Like, you know, like you couldn't just have a tent somewhere, like law enforcement, the city, like there'd be people that would go and, and say like, no, you can't do this. Like, and they would get rid of it, you know? And now it just, it's just deteriorated so fast to where it's, it's bad, you know. So what's what's your suggestion for someone listening to this podcast that says, "Hey, I'm I'm sick of this shit." What is what is and we talk about uh, we talk about this a lot, Nate, and I I think it needs to be repeated over and over and over again because I think it's worthwhile. What is if someone, I mean, lower middle class, lower class that just, you know, happens to, you know, just hit their last, you know, you know, hit a fucking meth and they're ready to change the world. They're ready. They they all of a sudden seem a bit motivated. They see the light. Maybe they, maybe they prayed to God. Maybe they prayed to Allah. Whoever, and so, you know, someone has given them maybe some inspiration to fucking change their life. What would be what would be your first step to making that you know that that change in your life where where you are going to take some action? You wanna you wanna go from fucking living on the streets or maybe living in low income housing to to maybe driving a nicer car that doesn't fucking blow up on you when you drive across the country or maybe live in a little nicer tent or maybe live in a little nicer place. What would be kind of your suggestion, you know, to, to help motivate those people? Cause I think there's a lot of people out there. Like, dude, I was at, I was at, again, I was at this homecoming thing. This guy comes up to me. He's like, dude, I just don't understand how you're doing it. And I'm like, hi, Josh, what's going on, man? He's like, dude, fucking, I watch your videos. You know, I, I, you're not any different than me. And I'm like, okay, so let's let's talk about it. like what what do you want out of life? He's like, I want to be able to spend more time with my family. And I'm like, well, okay, well, invest in things that pay you monthly and then retire and then spend as much time as you can with your family. And if you want to do something on the side or do something full time when they're asleep or whatever, do that. Or just work less. And he's like, Man, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I can sell my house. Like, I, I got this truck payment, I got this and that, and I'm like Dude, you're just full of fucking excuses. Like, I, I can't, I can't bang you in the head and, and give you some magic wand to make all this shit like get better for you. You've got to take a change. You got to take a risk. You got to like gamble a little bit. I, I think where it starts and, it, and it's across the board. It, it doesn't matter what your current situation is. You know, um, if you're not where you want to be, it's setting a standard, setting an expectation, and then living to that standard. Because I think that's that's what you know when you kind of look at it it's just people don't live to a standard or they don't they maybe there's a standard they want but they don't uh stick to it you know if if you're a little overweight well what's that standard you got to say hey i'm gonna eat healthy i'm not gonna keep eating this ice cream or cookies or whatever every day and 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 putting down this this terrible food you know eating bad food and not going to the gym it's it's whatever it is it's setting a standard and sticking to it. it just average people. I, I think, you know, all average people just have that. That's, that's where they're lacking. That's where 
where it is. And, and that's, it's just a matter of setting that standard and then taking action to keep, you know, keep yourself to that standard. And, and I think that's what's really happened overall is that everyone's standards have just lowered so much. They don't have a standard that they help hold themselves to. We don't hold other people to those standards to just raise, you know, society to a better level overall. And if everyone would hold themselves, pick a standard and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to keep to the standard. Then it will just build everyone up and to be, you know, better overall. And it's not even anything crazy, right? Like, man, I don't know the stats right off the top of my head, but I, I know, and this is probably being conservative over 50% of people in the, in the United States are overweight. And I'm pretty sure it's higher than that. But just, just that right there, just that one thing, that's one standard that people have let themselves go to of being overweight and being, you know, and, 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 I th and I'm not just overweight, I think it's even like the high, and I don't know if it's necessarily obese, but you know, that, that kind of more, more than just a couple pounds, right? Overweight. And, and it's, it's that standard. That's just one thing, you know, where it's maybe people, you know, the freaking, the, the town is, there's trash all over the place. There's, you know, all these things that little things people like fucking put your cart back if everyone put their cart back fucking a parking lot would look a lot cleaner no one littered fucking a parking lot or whatever place would look a lot cleaner you know just minimum standards will change it all i mean and it's just simple stuff that could instantly have an effect in a short amount of time well for me i, th I think it's all about changing your mindset you you and i i Nate, Nate and I pre-show, we kind of work out our life problems after the show. We, you know, we, we kind of have this therapy session with each other and Nate and I haven't, we don't have like the smoothest road. It oftentimes people might look at my life and go, Oh my God, like you're, you're retired. It's wonderful. And it's like, no, like there's some real world shit going on in, in the background that isn't, that isn't put up front where, because everyone's got problems. And one of the sayings I absolutely hate is like, if we all threw our problems in a pile, you would you would be gladly taking yours back. And it's like, no, fuck that. Like, those are the cards you're dealt. Okay, sometimes you're not lucky, and sometimes you are lucky. But I think it's an ultimate mind shift. I think you have to take whatever situation you're in and try and make it a positive situation, and try and think about it in a little bit different. Like, like in Nate's example, I I often just do the simplest thing. Just if there's a piece of trash on the ground, pick it up, find a trash can. It's not hard to do, okay, but it's going to improve your situation, but also it's going to set an example for anyone that's around you, and it's going to set a different standard. It's going to set a higher standard instead of walking over that piece of trash or, or not pushing your goddamn shopping cart to the fucking carriage thing, okay? Put your buggy away, all right? Don't let your horse just roam around the parking lot for me to fucking smack in my goddamn truck, okay? I understand that it's in the shop, but okay, I still get frustrated. But I think it's just a mental shift. I think it's as simple as that. Just mentally, if you're, you know, if you're, you know, if you've just spent your last nickel on on some math and you're ready to change your life, I think you need to just have that simple mind shift change, and your your life all of a sudden is going to feel and look a little bit better. I think Nate gives a great example. The fastest way to change your life is to change who you are physically, because you have ultimate control over that. And I understand, you know. When it comes to budgeting, maybe you maybe you can only afford you know ramen noodles or whatever or Subway sandwich or whatever it is. 
but I think you can work with that. I think, trust me, you could eat top ramen noodles, but if you burn fucking 2000 calories, 3000 calories, you'll lose the weight. You might kill your kidneys, but you're going to lose the weight. You're going to feel better. And it's something that it's just a simple mind shift. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's something that I, I fuck, I'm working on it. It's something that I focus on every single day. I have this particular journal that I'm, I'm, I'm writing about. It's called, I call it, uh, health, wealth, and family. Those to me are probably one of the most three important things. It's my health. Okay. How do I, how do I be mentally more focused? How do I be stronger physically? How do I have more endurance? And it's going to move into wealth. I'm going to have more energy during the day to be able to do the things that I need to do to grow my net worth. And then three, when all that shit's said and done, okay, what you need in life is your health and your wealth to spend more time with your family, which is the most valuable asset that we have. It's time. And I think a lot of people give up. They give up way too early. And, you know, I, I, I have conversations with people who are in their fifties and sixties and they're like, Oh, it's too late for me. And it's like, no, dude, you got, you got 40 plus years of your life. You absolutely can turn yourself. If you have the willpower and the, and the willingness and the, the discipline and the consistency, you can make one hell of a life for yourself. And all it takes is just that, that simple, that simple shift in your, in your mindset. Definitely. Uh, and, and well, just even on that, like, I mean, yeah, someone that's 50 years old, you know, they, they can like literally start a whole nother career and for, for another 20 years till they're 70, right? Like, yeah, like you, you could have spent 30 years, you know, say you start somewhere when you're 20, you're now 50, retire from that place and start a whole new career. You got 20 more years, 15 more years, 25, like, like you have, there is plenty of time. Like as much as I get, I'm hard on myself, right? I'm like, fuck. 34 already shit i feel like wasted so much time but that, that's the thing too is like man i got so much time ahead of me you know i got so much time to to now play catch up and yeah do i wish i was do we both wish we knew things when we were 20 years old we're, who knows where we'd be right now if we were doing all the stuff we wanted to do that we're doing now when we were 20 but but we, we can't go back and this is where we are so now we can only do things forward and there are so many people though when you just say that to them they're like nah uh, I'm good right here. You know, I mean, just with the craziest things like, you know, and that's, that's the hardest thing. You know how we've talked about so many times when, especially with family or people you're close to, you, you try and be the tugboat too much and it's exhausting. And, you know, we talk about this and we've talked about so many times, you just got to be the lighthouse. And if people don't want to, um, you know, seek your advice or follow your advice or follow, follow the light that you're showing them, you know, and we always do try and be the tugboat too much. It's, it drains you and it, and it's, you can only do, um, so much and, and you got to just realize that, Hey, I just need to be the light. I need to keep working on myself to be that light for others. And if they want to see it and follow it, great. But if they don't, and then you can't, um, you can't feel bad about it. You know, you just, you, you got to kind of be cold hearted and it's hard to do for some people, but it's one of those things you do kind of got to be cold hearted and be like, all right, cool. I mean, it's, it's cool. Live, you live your life that way. That's awesome. It's good. I mean, it's 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 awesome. But you do got to know, like, hey, you tried and, and made the effort, and uh, yeah, that's all you can do. Because, dude, it's I trust me, it's incredibly <laughs> frustrating. I've seen a lot of family and friends this week, these last couple of weeks, and it's just, it's it's one of those things. That it's, you're right, Nate. Like, you you can't be the tugboat. It's absolutely exhausting. It's it's funny because we haven't, my wife and I, we have not had the same like 
experiences we have in the last like three or four months. And it's, and it's oftentimes, uh, you know, tiresome to consistently be at, you know, ask these questions, you give the answer and they don't want to fucking listen. All they want to do is give you these excuses. And it's like, listen, like I have the same problems as you. I had the same issues. It's about changing your, it's about changing, changing that mindset and fucking getting after it. And if you don't want to listen to me, do not waste my fucking time with the questions. Good, good God, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to drag you down this fucking channel so you don't hit the rocks. And in the same time, it you just don't, you just don't want to even be a part of it. And it's again, I, I got, I, I, I told my family members these, this, this, the same advice. I go, listen, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Okay, it's it's been wonderful. It's been great, but I cannot surround myself with you. I, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. And people are shocked by that. People are almost like hurt by it. But it, at the same time, I just can't be the individual who is is trying to drag these people along. And it's and it's one of those things like, like these messages on Instagram of like, I saw your video, I saw your story, I, I read your guide. Yeah, but you know, I you know, I, I want the benefits. And it's like, well then fucking you don't want to gamble. Trust me, the only way you win at a casino is putting money on the fucking table. The only way you win the lottery is to be be in the game. And that's that's the same thing in life. Like I, I had this kid come up to me uh, who I coached uh, in, in football for like three or four years. And he comes to me and he's like, hey, JC, like how's it going? I'm like, dude, it's amazing, man. How are you? Like what's going on? He's like, oh, you know, I'm working at uh, the furniture store, you know, doing furniture. That's going pretty good. I'm like, oh, okay, what, what else is going on? You know, is, it, is there anything else in your life that's, you know, you're excited about? He's like, well, I mean, I'm thinking about starting a lawn company. And I'm like, dude, I think that's a fucking great idea. He goes, you do? And I'm like, dude, I think I think you have a million dollar business. He's like, I do? And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, good God, I can't find a goddamn lawn guy to save my life right now. It took us three weeks to find a lawn guy in Georgia to cut our goddamn grass. For someone to just show up, I was willing to pay them. I'm 3,000 miles away with a broken-ass truck. I need someone to cut the grass. And he's like, you do? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, and I'm not the only one with this problem. And it was something, it was like a spark lit in his fucking eyes. He goes, holy shit, like, someone else sees the fucking light. And I and I, I told my wife this. I go, I guarantee that kid has been told to go to fucking college for the last ten years of his life, and he feels like a dirtbag for not executing on that path. But he knows that he can't. He just, for whatever reason, that's not the path he wants to go down. He wants to cut grass. And she goes, You're right. Like that's the path he should go on, and you should reach out to him again, and, and invest in his company. And I'm like, I think you're damn right. Yeah, uh, and it's the the journey and the path or whatever you want to call it, you know, and, and it's sometimes, and it just needs to start so simply, right? I mean, that, you know, the things I do whenever I hear someone, oh, I saw this and I got motivated by that or you got me to do this, like that, that's what, like, I love, right? Like, post my videos, post my, whatever little thing I may do that, like, inspires someone, that, like, that, like, keeps me motivated to keep going forward and i think where it really starts too and, and a lot of people it's just such a simple thing to even just get going to changing it is just getting uh getting structured you know like hey i'm gonna do this every day i'm gonna go to the gym hey i'm gonna read every day like all the basic stuff we talk about i'm gonna eat so many meals or eat healthy um i'm gonna you know create my con whatever 
whatever it is that you do, it's just starting there at least getting structured and say like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And why are you doing that? Well, that's going to change my, how I feel change, you know, give me confidence. Uh, it's going to start, you know, whether you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, whatever I being structured or having some sort of structure of like, Hey, I'm going to do this. It just helps. Right. I mean, like even this, right. We're like, Hey, every week we're, we're going to podcast. Maybe, maybe it's not the same day. We try and make it same day and same time, but just knowing that, Hey, that's what we're going to do. This is what we do. It, it makes it, you know, uh, easier to, to continue doing because you know, Hey, that's, we, we, we set our standard, right? We, our standards, we're going to podcast every week. When you set that standard, when you get structured, it, it just helps. It helps getting you in the right direction. Is it, is it going to change your life overnight? It's going to, no, but it's going to help, you know, like, man, doing this, I know doing these things are going to lead to where I want to go. And so many people, you know, like you're saying, want the benefits. Uh, I, I mean, what, what do I have to do to get that? Oh, this is what you have to do. Uh, in it, just the simple things that people just aren't willing to do, right? Like the, the sacrifices, people aren't willing to sacrifice. Well, what do you mean? I don't get to do this or do that. Well, that's if you want to change, you, you got to change your habits, your thinking, your your structure. And so many people don't want to do that. Well, I I think life needs to go through seasons, and and my wife and I talk about this all the time, and it's one of those things that we have seasons of saying yes to things. And that could be as simple as like, you know, some of our friends going, hey, do you want to go out this weekend? We're going to Tahoe. You know, do you want to come up and we'll spend a couple nights up there and we'll hang out and we'll have some beverages and eat some food. And it's like, yes, we say yes to those things a lot. But I think there's need, there needs to be a season of no. And seasons of no is a time when you fucking you do when you do build that structure and you do hit your, you know, you fucking put your nose to the ground and you fucking get after it. Because I think those are the times where, you know, you have the energy to go out and change your life and go out and, you know, make a difference, not for just you, but also for your family and your friends and, and your community and set that example and, and stop being that tugboat and you start being that fucking lighthouse. And really you give light to, you know, a brighter future when you can say yes to a lot more things. And if Nate and I could roll back, you know, fucking time, we would do things a lot differently. And I think we would surround ourselves with individuals who we actually wanted to be like, you know, and, and, and maybe we would and maybe we wouldn't. But at the same time, if we could, I guarantee you, Nate and I would probably be in the gym a lot more. We'd probably be reading more books. We'd probably be, you know, attending masterminds and, and surrounding myself, you know, ourselves with, with people who who want the same goal in life. And instead of being hesitant, it's all about taking fucking action and getting after it. But it starts with just subscribing and liking the podcast and sharing with a friend so that you and I can grow this beautiful podcast that we do every single week. And if you're listening to this to this point in the, the episode at minute 41, I appreciate you. Thank you. Same. Uh, I appreciate you also. Uh, yeah, I mean, we are trying to grow this podcast, the podcast of our journey. Uh, it's, it's a journey of where we want to go. Um, yeah, if we started a long time ago, who knows, we'd probably be multimillionaires, but we're not there yet, but we're going, that's what the direction we're going. That's what we're trying to do. We're going to do it. Uh, and, and, you know, this is just part of our, our, our journey and getting the document at one, one of the ways we document our journey is, is through this podcast this outlet that we have and hopefully we inspire you. And, and with that inspiration, hopefully you'll share it with other people who can also be inspired. Cause it's, it's one of those things that like one of my mentors, 
He goes, dude, I, I've been podcasting for six years. You know how long I've been in the top 10 in the business podcast section of uh, Apple? I, go, I don't know. How, how many years? Like five? He goes, no. Like five and 10 months, I have never been anywhere near the top. It took me six years of podcasting to get anywhere near that. And then all it came down to was, I'm going to do a podcast a week. It's as simple as that. And and trust me, the message and the, the stuff that I talked about changed. It changed a lot. The first, you know, the first 50 episodes was me just talking about a fucking opening a gym. And then all of a sudden I started talking about marketing and sales. And then I started talking about, you know, you know, acquiring other businesses and, and how that works. And then I started talking about content, creating content, creating a personal brand, you know, and he goes, it, dude, it just takes, it takes years. But it, the people who, who, who are willing to put in the time and willing to put in the effort are, are going to get the golden goose at the end of it. It's just you got to outlast the temporary. You got to outlast the people who, who jump up, get excited about it, do it for fucking three months, and then quit. You got to outlast thousands of those fucking people because those are your competitors. But as long as you stay consistent and as long as you continue moving forward and you are consistent and you, you have that structure, you're going to be successful no matter what. Exactly. Uh, the uh, I forget what podcast I was just to, but that, that's all they were talking about. Is it's literally outlasting, right? Like it, it's just the pyramid. In the beginning, there's a ton. You know, it's it's really wide. You got a bunch of competition. You got a lot of people. After a year, people drop off. After another year, more people drop off. And and as you keep going, you know, you obviously your skills are greater. You whatever it is that you're doing becomes better and better. And it's, yeah, your competition is just less and less uh, just be, just by the, the sheer fact of, of just outlasting people. It's as simple as that. Let's wrap that up, Nate. I know you got to go. It, uh, I know, I know I got to tuck it in here. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work, put in the hours and take what's ours.